welcome to Mostly Max and Other Things. I am the aforementioned Max. Welcome to another week of this thing here. And let's get directly into it, shall we? In weakest motherfucking link news, pocket-sized weasel slash rapper, the baby, uh, double, tripled, quadrupled down on being a fucking dickhead to the LGBTQ community and fumbled every bag that you can fucking fumble. This motherfucker was going to be at all of the festivals. There was festivals I ain't never fucking heard of that man's dumb was supposed to be at it and got dumped from every single one. I think he's up to like eight or nine dumpings at this point. So after his unprompted ranting about dick sucking in the parking lot and all kind of shit, um, you know, everybody who could come out to tell this motherfucker, you you got this whole thing fucked up. If you're going to talk greasy about people who don't really need that kind of heat. He, Madonna came out, had something to say. Um, the Don Dada, um, Elton John came out and said some shit. And after that, basically, it was like, mark your motherfucking days, and that's what happened. So Mansdem lost all the bags. So now that the bags are depleted, his PR people or whoever, whoever gave him a crayon to write with so he could put together some sort of iOS press release that ain't nobody asked for with a fake-ass apology that don't nobody believe, um, can't staunch the bleeding. So fuck him. See, if he had just continued antagonizing black women and punching them in the face and dancing around with a nigga that shot one of them, it would have been Gucci. He'd have been able to eat this summer. He may have been able to feed some children or whatever this summer. But alas, fuck him. Fuck him till he dies. And that's that on that. In other weak-ass link news, um, this underwhelming-ass nigga from Saturday Night Live, Michael Che, thought it was cute to punch down on black women, because that's apparently what we are, uh, the nation international punching bag. So he thought it was cute to get on um, to Beyonce's internet and put up a bunch of rape jokes about Simone Biles, because why not, you know? Kick them when they're down. When everybody else is piling on, why not you too? So he felt like he needed to get on to IG and his IG stories and run down all these corny fucking jokes, rape jokes and shit. Talking about, yeah, I'm going to go down to the comedy cellar and be a wanker and get on the mic and talk this fucking shit. And then he welcomed other dickheads and posted their bullshit ass terrible jokes about her. And basically everybody was like, we've been told you, black women, been told you about this fucking dry faced yokel and his corny ass jokes and his love of punching down on black women because it's clear he don't like us and that's the brand and the brand for him also is searching his name for slander um i hope he searched his name good as fuck that them few hours or whatever that they were roasting that ass because he deserves because he's pussy and lazy because real smart Genius comedians don't got to punch down to get they, sh- they fucking jokes off. And if you get told this is fucking whack and it's hurting people, you could just fucking step your fucking game up. But you could also be him, you know, the only Negro in the room, which is the way he likes it. You can tell he frolics in whiteness. He can suck my dick. Moving on. <laughs> the eviction moratorium ended on the 31st. 
And niggas was like, damn, that shit's fucked up. Nothing we could do about it. <laughs> this is the government that we pay taxes to. So my queen, Cori Bush, moved to the motherfucking Capitol steps. And everybody joined us. She was out in the fucking streets for like five fucking days. Basically sitting in telling these niggas this ain't the way it's supposed to go down. This is a congressperson. She's a congressperson. This is what she had to do. Five days sitting outside in the rain and shit. You know, AOC pulled up. My man Jamal Bowman pulled up. Everybody, you know, he had his little Wu-Tang shirt on. He's really fun. Um, and they were all out here like, you can't let 90,000 people be unhoused in this bitch. In the middle of a perilla. A perganola, a pepperoni pizza. You can't have this fucking shit going on. So she did that for five days, and you know, old Joe was doddering around and shit. You know, I think um, Kamala pulled up, and Corey was like, I had to look on her face and tell her what's good. Like, you know, this can't go on. So finally, after, I don't know, five days of sitting outside, um, they fucking extended the moratorium until October, which, I mean, they have more than six months to, like, there's money to be distributed to people who have, you know, been fucked by this whole pandemic and can't pay their rent. And, um, you know, these states is bullshitting on giving away the money, my state fucking included. Um, They had six months to do this shit, and I don't know if another, what, two months is going to get it, but I guess we'll see. And also, also, because everything that has to be done with the government is designed to be as draining as possible. Of course, it's a fucking shit festival with shit sandwiches and shit sipping to fucking get to the money to help bail people, regular fucking people, not goddamn banks, not no goddamn stock firms, not no whatever, regular goddamn people who need to be able to stay in their fucking houses you know, it's a horrible fucking ordeal. And it's like prohibitively so for a lot of people. So maybe they'll make it easier. I mean, one thing I'll give that fucking roach that was in there. They was just like, you need money? Here you go. <laughs> that was the fuck it. And that's the other thing too. Like when it came to the fucking moratorium, niggas left for vacation The when it ended. And they were like, well, can't do nothing about it now. I'm on the beach. And if anything, the last nigga taught y'all, you can do whatever the fuck you want. That all this shit is arbitrary. If you really, 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 really want to do something, if you really, really, really want to put money in people's pockets, if you really want to just cut a fucking check so that people can get a return on the investment that they make every day when they pay taxes in this motherfucker, you can do it. But, you know, my hands are tied. Oh, no, you're going to be out in the street. And the worst story I heard about this was like, Joe stopped fucking around at like 5.30 after like a whole weekend of cats getting evicted. What was it, like 70,000 eviction filings in Atlanta? Like, are you serious? And all of that, 5.30, he drops the fucking eye. Y'all got the extension. And an, an, a lady who, I can't remember where she lived, but she got booted out of her shit with her four kids at 2.30. You see the fucking bullshit? I mean, it wasn't even, like, retroactive. I guess it was from that 5.30 on. Like, shit already out in the street. Like, this country is just... It is just... Bring on the fucking asteroid, okay? Just bring it. I'm tired. Still. Moving on. Homosexuals. You all right? How y'all feel? Y'all king is 
the king of the roaches. And that ass is all but out of here. You love to see it. So A.G. Tish James finished her investigation into the roach that currently sits in the state uh, state mansion here in New York. And he is still a sex pest ass roach. And her investigation dropped and man's was wilding to the tune of 11 women. 11. One is too many. 11 that we know of. So he... <laughs> He was just out here like one of the women he harassed was a state trooper who got put on his detail, even though she wasn't qualified technically for the position because you're supposed to have like three years of experience to be on his detail as a statey. And he saw her at the function because this this is the, you know, the, the way he calls these women, I suppose. He sees them at a function, like what he see, starts, you know, bending and twisting shit so he can get them near him. He did the same thing with the state trooper. And promptly, immediately started harassing her. Talk about, you should wear more tight dresses. What you think about sex with older men? Touching her and shit. Running his hands down her back. Being a fucking creep. Like, this was the the M.O. Meeting chicks at functions. You know, pulling up on some, hey, I'm the blah, blah, blah. Would you like a job? Next, you know, somebody from his office is offering them work. I mean, who gonna say no? They say yes, and the, the bullshit starts anew. So he was groping everybody, talking wild and appropriately, touching everybody's legs and shit. What the fuck, dude? Like, there are women who would date you, I guess. But where's the fun in that, right? Instead of, like, lording your position and your authority figure shit over some woman who would just really want to work unbothered, but you can't just let that happen, right? Because powerful. And how am I going to flex otherwise? Um... He also did retaliatory retaliatory shit to the first woman who um, came forward, basically, and Facebook executives helped him. And the head of the um, the human rights campaign helped him. And one of the lady talking head people of Time's Up Now helped him. And of course, his brother helped him craft a message. The one that be on TV every night reporting on this very thing. Correct? Yeah. What what could be wrong with all of those things? All of the complicity. This is how this kind of shit rocks, where a whole goddamn kit and caboodle of a fucking moat and like a big wall gets built around these motherfuckers, enabling this kind of goddamn fucking behavior from the most unlikeliest of places. You wouldn't think that somebody who works for the human rights campaign would fuck with this nigga to help him clean up his mess or someone who purports to be supporting women who just want to work unbothered as uh, whatever fucking thing she did at times up now. You know, it's one of those things again, where it's like everybody who claim they for you ain't really for you when it's time to protect some power so they can keep that access. So anyway, it's looking grim for your boy. Uh, (laughs) uh, The unions was like, you got to fucking go. The um the head of the, the the state senate was like he gotta fucking go. All of the the New York City senate, the New York State Senate, New York senators, the representatives like your Schumer's and your um what's the old girl from upstate that used to like guns until she pretended she don't no more. Gillibrand, she said he gotta fucking go. Um, 
Who else? Of course, you know, de Blasio said that nigga gotta go because I know he's living for this fucking shit. Because all they did for this, all these years right now is basically Bigfoot each other and measure dicks. And you both came up short. <laughs> anyway, your man's look like he's on his way out, but because he's a messy little bitch and rarely, if ever, doing shit to women that don't really make nothing move and don't nobody believe in shame anymore, he's not going to resign. He's made noises to that effect. And because he's a messy little bitch, he's going to stay there till they push him out. And basically, the, st- the state sentiment is like, okay, that's what the fuck we going to do. So it's going to be good and messy before it gets good and messy. And um, the empty vessel, who is the second in command, uh, Kathy Halschel, I believe her name is, she will step in and probably be worse than him. So that's what's going on here in New York. Fun times for everybody. Numpties all around me. And, oh, even even the grinning cop that they put as mayor, I guess, here, was like, nah, he gotta go. Meanwhile, he was kikiing with that nigga just a week ago, but you know. It was all good a week ago. It ain't no more, though. <laughs> Fuck him. Fuck everybody. How about that? Fuck everybody involved in propping him up. I ain't even talking about Chris Cuomo. That I mean, it's family, but it's like, my guy, if you're going to do that, nothing around your brother should be reported by you. You look like a dickhole. And, you know, this is a guy who thinks Fredo is a, a slur. <laughs> remember when he got mad at some guy for calling him fredo (laughs) fucking loser anyway i'll be glad when they get that fucking big nose jerk out of here because i'm sick of him and his fucking shit and now he's george costanzing the whole situation a flurry of activity when he had years to do a lot of this shit you hear me man's trying to get a fourth term years some of this shit been sitting on the table and all of a sudden a flurry of activity when he's not saying shit like yeah i was sorry initially he was like yo i'm sorry for being a fucking creep i i ain't really mean to be like that with nobody then it turned into i ain't touch no bitches the fuck y'all talking about and then it was this is politically motivated i'm not even an insider your last name is como your dad was governor you were the ag and you were the head of hud but you're not an insider fuck you dude pack your shit get the fuck out of my house that's what i want that's what the biggest thing i want right now is for him to pack his shit Get the fuck out of my house because it is my house because I pay taxes in this motherfucker and none of you bitches do any goddamn work and I'm sick of it. Moving on. (laughs) This week on the podcast, I got to sit down and talk to the OG journalist Keith Murphy. He has written about your favorites from Prince to you fucking name it, really. He's He's really like... He's that guy, and he's worked at all your fave publications from Vibe to um, the, the Undefeated and all that other good shit. We talk about his career and how he got here, and it was such a fun conversation, and I hope you guys enjoy it, and it's coming up in two seconds. Today on the podcast... I have an OG journalist who has written about your faves for your favorite publications like The Undefeated and Vibe. He has an encyclopedic, encyclopedic, I'm not even going to start from the beginning. We're just yeah, going yeah, yeah, yeah. to keep going. Gonna do it live. <laughs> he has an encyclopedic knowledge of music and is a new fave of mine. 
Welcome to Mostly Max and Other Things, Keith Murphy. How you doing? I, I got my friend here with me, so you know he's he's taking up all the <laughs> limelight here. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, and let's get into it. Yes, ma'am. So, question number one: What do you do, and why do you do it? Well, I uh, I write words. Mm-hmm. And do it. And I do it to keep people informed. I do it to keep my sanity. Major Keith. Yes, and uh, I do it for money too. Yes, also another major key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's 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 everything under under the under the sun, you know. Gotcha. Um. So, how did you get started in your industry? Oh wow, man! Like, uh, I think I've always wanted to do the writing thing. and I was that weird kid on the south side of Chicago, you know, reading uh, Rolling Stone magazine, Spin magazine. Nice. And reading Jet and reading Avenue. Of course. And reading, uh, you know, newspaper. I was like a newspaper fanatic, mm-hmm. sometimes tripping. And um, I always was just interested in writing and interested in music. And when I... Uh, <laughs> When I majored, I went to Florida University and I majored in magazine journalism. Mm-hmm. And I got my internship at Vibe Magazine around oh, like wow. 1997. That yeah, was time to be there too. Crazy. Yeah, it was nuts. That was the era, like 90, in the 90s, that was, mm-hmm. it was nuts. Mm-hmm. So I was there from like 90, I think I came there like 96, 97. Okay. And um, it, was, it was crazy. I just, you know, I was used to going to school away from Chicago, but being in New York for the first time, you know, mm. by myself, was really mm. nuts. <laughs> I bet, especially yeah. during that period. Yeah, yeah. So. What a time. <laughs> yeah, it was nuts. It was nuts. Okay. So that's what, that's kind of how I started off, just an mm-hmm. internship, and it was a springboard from there, and I just started writing for different publications, and um, you know, that was it for me. I wrote, I wrote a lot for Vibe, of course. And, of course. And today I write for everybody from Entertainment Weekly, the People Magazine, to to buy, to Undefeated, to Billboard. I'm I'm a boy, so. Light flex, light, light. Oh, flex. Shut up, shut up, <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up. That's dope because a lot of that stuff was like legendary material, especially like I remember very clearly when Vibe first dropped, and I was in undergrad. I think I was. Yes a sophomore or something and it was you know I went to school here in New York um and I remember everybody just got them I think every black kid in the dorms yes yes, yes. got an issue of are you, are you talking about are, are you talking about the uh the, the treach the starter issue one. or the snoop dog yeah, the snoop snoop dog, dog issue yeah, and yeah. everybody had it everybody was pasting pics from it on the wall it was like it was like life magazine for black folks and we freaking loved it like yeah it was like legendary shit like that and those first three issues of honey i still go up for those yeah yeah yeah. the honey issues like it it was kind of like you know we always loved our avenue and our jet magazine but they were very very positive towards the subjects oh yeah and they did not try to dissect them Right, the and they never people, did a lot of things outside right, of right, right. R&B or jazz either. Right, right. So what Vibe did was they, they gave us the power to actually dissect the music, dissect the artists, mm-hmm. tell the truth all the time, 100%. Mm-hmm. 
mm -hmm. um, not being so revelatory about everything that was black, like everything is a subject of criticism. Right. That was very new, you know? Right. Like it, it was years before you started to see any kind of critical, um, you know, any kind of critiques about, you know, black art or right, right, right. Black anything in vibe, in vibe, in essence or ebony. Yeah, I, I, essence started getting it. Essence started yeah. not even essence. I meant like um, ebony and jet because those right. two were like, you know, that was your mama num stuff. Yep, yep. You know? All right. Well, what do you hope to achieve in your career? What is like the final form you'd like your career? Well, to I want to get some books out. Mm. I, I did I did a book before a, a style book a while back, but I want to do this music book that I've been uh, working on. The streets need probably going to have to come out. Yeah, it's probably going to probably uh, hope to come out maybe maybe sometime next year. Talking to a couple of publishers. And, Fantastic. You know, just uh, continue to tell the truth. You know. Yeah. That's that's the big that's the big thing. You know. Yeah, absolutely. It's you know it's 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 like a requirement, right? In order for you to like be the most authentic part of yourself, especially yeah. as a person who creates stuff that people consume, you want to make sure yeah. that it's the most truthful it can be. Basically, yeah, it's very truthful. So it's the only way that you can practically kind of go to sleep at night. Want to be able to go to sleep at night? And that's that, the first rule. And that's it, because some of your peers be out there in these streets, boy. Very <laughs> But it's just, it's a whole new era now. It's like there's no, uh, since everybody is their own cottage industry, right. it's, it's easier to just play fast and loose with stuff. Now. And be the first guy to say something. Yeah, like it's record. almost like to be the first. To get that hot takeoff. Right, right. It's kind of like that is, that is the uh, big, big statement that you're making now. Mm. First, that's, you know, mm -hmm. and it was never like that before. Like it's it, not even first and best. It's just first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The stuff that people like, even like those, you know, venerated old whatevers, they're all doing the same shit. Like, yeah, they had a lot of bullshit in them and them and call it opinion. And it just they want to get them rage clicks off. They want to get that, you know, those impressions and those RTs. And they don't give a shit if it's factual or even well written. Or yeah, shit, even fucking uh, spell checks sometimes. It's uh, it's 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 just a whole other different game. Uh, you know how they say uh, that there's no A and R's anymore in music. Mm. Well, it's kind of like that with journalism. There's no more A and R's in journalism. It's You're like right. Anybody that's that wants to be called a journalist, you can call yeah. it a journalist. Any any jabroni can kind of call themselves that now. Yeah, it's just fucking ridiculous now. So. And they don't have the training, and it shows. Oh yeah, definitely. It's like uh, you see me going at it with some of these people. On yes, you know, like yes. People be coming onto these internet. Turn the shit out. Like, no, that's not what happened. Like, this, right. Let me tell you what happened. You don't gotta believe me. Just do the research yourself. It's and all I there. Too. I was there. Right. So let me tell you. When I talk, I actually spoke to them, or mm -hmm. spoke to people around them. Because sometimes people don't tell the truth. Mm -hmm. But when I actually spoke to people around them, this is what they said. So yeah, it's, yeah, I it's love weird. that kind of thing where it's kind of like they want to speak from a place of knowledge, but you know they didn't do the reading. <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot. It's like you're not doing the research, you're not doing the reading. 
And it's easier than ever to do now, which is the funny thing. It's not like back in the day where you had to get the microfiche machine out right, 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 and like right, go right. to the stacks and get or like you all had, the- or, or, or you could do that if you were, you know, lucky enough and you had the hookup, you know, Lexus Nexus. Yes. I was lucky that I was able to do that because I yes. worked in the library in undergrad. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I had the hookup on the Lexus Nexus machine. And that shit was like a spaceship in a room by itself back then. That shit was crazy. It was like <laughs> Like, like when you're working at Vibe and you get access to that shit, yeah. You know, big magazine, you get access to it. It's like it's like a game changer. Yeah, I mean, my my uh my my white ass college had access to all the shit, so I was you know, I was in a I was in a better place than most because I worked there, so I knew the inner workings and I didn't have to pay for a lot of stuff. Right. But like, imagine being able to get on that fucking spaceship of a fucking Lexus Nexus machine and you just were like a schmo. It was much harder yes. to get to that access, exactly. and I had access exactly. to that So my papers having were lit. To go, <laughs> yeah, having to go to those, you know, to the dregs of society and go to an actual library. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Can you imagine? Have to, you know, uh, that was like, oh man, and you never really thought anything about it because it was just the way it was done. Yeah. But yeah. when the computer really started popping off and internet really started popping off, you was like, man, I was actually in the library. I was like, I used to go somewhere for this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like even I books. Do I don't have labor. to go anywhere now. Labor. Right, right. I, I was doing manual labor for this. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, I worked in periodicals, so I was literally doing manual labor. Yeah, yeah. I know what I'm around that. in the stacks and that's like exactly, pulling, that's exactly what I'm saying. Pulling down piles of rolling, shit. The micro rolling thing. Yeah, the microfiche machines. I used to have to put all that stuff back together after everybody tore the place up every day. Nice. It was a mess. It was a mess. And now it's so easy. A cat can just pull their phone out and do the work and they won't do that shit. <laughs> well, I mean, but see, that's the problem too. A lot of the stuff that they're pulling up is not the work. True. See, what, what, they, what they do is, you know, they go to YouTube and they go to Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Oh. And that's definitely not the work. No. no like, that will get you in trouble. And that's what I'm up against all the time. People yeah. that go to these different uh, websites and podcasts, and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, blog, blog, oh, you know, blog, new blogs, not the old blog, the way they blog now. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yes, this guy said it in an interview. And I'm like, what interview? Well, I saw it on YouTube. And I'm like, okay, who, who, who's the guy? Who's the woman? Who's the person on YouTube? And then it's like a rabbit hole of just bullshit. You know? Right. Just or they don't it. go deep enough, or they just do like a light skimming yeah. off the top. Yes. <laughs> it's real crazy. It's nuts, but you know, they got it until somebody freaking lights their asses up and they look a dummy on, on these internets, which actually that's the thing. Nobody even wants it's a rarity to find somebody that will humble themselves. True. To say my bad. I didn't You're right. You're right. They'll fight like, you all day. Whole era now. They fight on right, that right. lie. If it's a lie, they're gonna fight on that lie. They fight. <laughs> Yeah, or 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 they're just like fuck you and they block you, you know, some dumb shit like right. What are you doing? Like you I just told you the facts were wrong. You didn't have to block me. Right. It's oh bless it. Everybody's stupid and they're very proud of that fact. Yes, that's, yes. that's problematic. That's Everybody's <laughs> stupid and they're proud of that fact. They're proud as fuck. And a lot of people are stupid and don't have the shame. <laughs> yes. Stupid and unashamed. <laughs> All righty. And from a fourth question, what advice would you give someone who is interested in your work? 
in what I do or just interested in reading? Un- in, in, in what you do? Yeah, it's tough, man. It's like, uh, you don't have to go through the, the same things that I went through in terms of having to go to journalism school, all of that sort of stuff. Now it's, you know, you could pretty much, you know, start on your own, you can start your own podcast, you can start your own uh, blog. I hate using blog to such an archaic word. I know, right? It, feel, it feels know, like you're a freaking ant, like a freaking dinosaur. <laughs> No, but you can you can start up, you know, start up your own site, start up your own uh, YouTube channel. It's a bunch of ways to do it in terms of like old school journalism. Mm-hmm. I say you still try to get a internship somewhere, mm-hmm. wherever you think that you're very interested in, you know, reading or listening to. Get, get an internship. Okay, so my fifth question: What was the worst job you've ever had? <laughs> me and my man Vladimir is like my best friend. It's Haitian cat. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the first jobs I got when I came to New York after my internship, I worked at the Metropolitan Museum of Art as a security guard. Oh dear! And that was to have some person from like France ask you, "Where's the car? Where's the car?" And they didn't brush their teeth. Oh. Or to have you know just having to stand up for twelve hours back and forth Mm-mm. it's like my feet my feet is is, is cursing they, they're, they're cursing me out now still <laughs> like my my feet have not forgiven me for that it's crazy yeah I've, I've heard like I think you're like the third security guard story I've heard and like yeah. every one of them is progressively more awful <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty bad it's like and shout out to security guards you know, they gotta they gotta do their job yeah you know, noble noble profession and everybody wants to be a diva about it. Right, right, right. You can't, like, it's, it's a hard job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's not for me. I'm a punk. You know, I can't do that. <laughs> In that way. I know myself pretty well. I had gotten fired pretty quickly. Yeah. Pretty quickly. The first time somebody tried me, I'd be like, all right, this yeah, job yeah, is, yeah. is over. It is canceled. Yeah. So I'm just going to let it happen. <laughs> That's funny. Because, mm-mm, mm-mm. Absolutely not. Okay. And what is the best job you've ever had? Best job I've ever had. Wow, that's a good question. I think my second stint at Vibe, which is really that I was there twice. Mm. Second stint was when Danielle Smith became the uh, editor in chief, and that was really cool. Got to do a lot of really cool stories, out of the box stories, a lot of cool oral histories. Nice. Tribe called Quest oral those are the best that. stories, by the way. Like those oral histories. School days, school days, oral, oral history. I love there. that. Yeah, it's like I had, I had a lot of fun in that Because I just read a, an oral history in Vanity Fair of all places about um, a different world. world. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, I love how I love how the white pop publications just 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 jump on. You stuff. see it. Hilarious. You you see it right. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, what is this doing here? <laughs> Somebody black on that staff. Hey, can we do this? Yeah, like, mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. Huh? Sure, mm-hmm. Tasha. Sure, Tasha. Sure. Jerome. <laughs> it's true. I think their editor is a woman of color. I think she's like Indian or something. And yeah, I've been yeah, seeing the true. kind of difference in the kind of writing and the kind of reporting they're doing. Even the way they're reporting is like, y'all got this off a of bossip? <laughs> exactly exactly yeah, yeah 
I find that very interesting. Very, very. You know, black culture just just taking over everything. Yeah, and people don't want to admit it, but it's that's just the facts. Like that's just it's just the facts. Like, like everything. Like I know everybody's been going up for um, High on the Hog. I haven't watched it yet, but I already know what it's gonna be. Like how we created the whole shit. Like as we know it, that's that's us and what we were brought here with. You know what I'm saying? So I find that very interesting. How even like the way that language is working like I, I think I was I was before I got on here I saw a tweet where some cat was like shitting on the lineup for Rolling Loud and Rolling Loud was like you need to talk to your barber about the lineup you got on your head or some shit like that <laughs> I was like well shit this what we doing now rolling out wow it was like ro- like Rolling Loud is out here like this what we doing uh, all right and like you know, Hamburger Helper rapping and shit and doing mixtapes. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Hamburger Helper thing. I, I don't think I still recovered from that. I don't think I did either. That that was that was scarring. And like all of the like all of the the Shade Festival that was going on between like Wendy's and Burger King and McDonald's and Popeyes oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. social it's media. Hilarious. hilarious. I was hilarious. like, this, y'all clearly y'all definitely got black people in there. There's no fucking way. There's yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. fucking somebody, way. somebody in there somebody in there doing doing their Twitter thing somebody uh-huh. yeah absolutely. somebody absolutely even even Netflix where they had a they built a whole vertical off of it you know yeah, I think they got some black they got some black folks over oh they do it it That's shows it definitely shows Pretty, and, and yeah, I mean I, putting I, on I, my I conspiracy know. hat which I don't put on too often but I find that it's interesting where you know. Netflix makes it a very big point, especially last summer when it was popping, popping out in them streets. They made a point yeah. to make sure that they put all of like the iconic, like classic black movies in rotation in hopes, I guess, of keeping us in the house and keeping us from burning down shit. <laughs> that's my thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this will keep them in the house. <laughs> They'll stop worrying about extrajudicial police murder if you put on the best man. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I mean, I'll watch. Don't get me wrong, but of course you will. <laughs> it'll, keep, it'll, it'll keep you. It'll keep you from burning shit. It'll keep you for a little while. <laughs> for a little while, yeah. it'll keep you until the I'm next. I'm not promising the next day, though. <laughs> we don't know. You got me for tonight, but tomorrow might be different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta replay Franklin's funeral or something. Maybe that keeps us in the house for like. A couple of hours, because that, what was like an eight-hour funeral? Eight hours. Man, that was eight hours. I was there for the whole eight, too. Yeah, me too. Like, like a crazy man. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, the only place you'll find Louis Farrakhan and Ariana Grande. Man, in room. the same fucking place. I was like, oh, and like the whole cast of Eddie Tyler Perry show you don't watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then Bill Clinton pops up. Bill Clinton. Like, it was like a parade of fuck boys yeah. on that stage boy yeah. it was mean, like fuck crazy. boys of all stripes i was like oh everybody was there it's like a cornucopia of like pop culture was there. yeah it was a who's who because i didn't watch whitney's funeral i'm figuring whitney's funeral was kind of like that too yeah whitney's, whitney's was real sad yeah i didn't watch it it was too much like i it was too much it was, you know whitney was like my black barbie doll when i was growing up you know <laughs> 
she she literally looked like my black Barbie that I had at the time when she um I think in the um you give good love video she was styled exactly like my Barbie and I was like oh my god who is this person and I loved her (laughs) yeah so that one was too freaking sad to watch but yeah. that was my last question. We like burned through all the questions, man. Oh, good, love. I'm <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's got to be the most succinct. <laughs> hey, man. I, 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 you know, when I got a dog that's giving me the eyeball. Like, <laughs> so I'm not going to keep you, though. And, and I'm like, uh, yeah, man. I'm <laughs> okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. So um, where can the people find you? And what are you working on? Oh, man. That is... Really good question. Okay, well, people can find me anywhere. Uh, you can find me at, on Entertainment Weekly. Uh, just the word search there. Uh, find me at Hits Magazine, uh, Hits Daily Double, Hits Magazine. Uh, you can find me at Vibe, of course, still do stuff with him from time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Undefeated. Um, also do a lot of corporate stuff. I've done some stuff for Adidas um, that um, should be coming out pretty soon. Cool. And, um, the next thing to look out for is I, I'm i doing stuff, something with People Magazine. Oh, um, nice. Probably, yeah, so probably, I'm not going to say what. I can't say what. But, um, yeah, it's going to come out probably in July, I believe. Very cool. Very cool. And also, your your um the stuff you did for um Entertainment Weekly was dope. The stuff that you and Jerry did. Before. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was really fun editing that like, book, assigning those stories. Like Jerry, Jerry uh, is a really, really good Jerry Barrow. For mm-hmm. people don't know, mm-hmm. uh, really good client friend. Worked with him uh, during the Harris days, my King Magazine days. Oh wow! <laughs> and I was the only guy. I was. You know how they say when people was talking about uh, Playboy, like, yeah, I, I I read it for the serious articles. Like, the I was articles the were good writing, though. Like, they I was they the really covered writing, some great shit. Like, yeah, I was the person writing the serious articles. So. I love that though. I like how in between the titties, you got yeah. really good writing. Yeah, like my my Rick James piece, bunch of stuff. Mm. So mm. Oh, and I saw that but Prince yeah, piece. That was awesome as well. Yeah, yeah, the Prince piece was, was really fun. That was awesome. Was really. Fun and really hard. That's my that's my favorite artist. So it's yeah, like tough. I can't believe it's been five years. It's listen. It's it's wild. Like we're we're in a world where like you know, Michael and Prince, and, like everybody that I grew up on, like they're all uh, gone. And then then our hip hop heroes are like yeah, shit is just like dominoes. They're going like, down, man. And they're and they like they're not getting old. That's the right, other thing. Too. Right, right, right. They're in the fifties. They're in the fifties dying. None yeah. of that. None of that. That that old. I died in my bed at the age of eighty-five. Yeah, surrounded by family or yeah, when family, a bitch family, with me or something. Right, right, none right, right. None of that. Damn. Yeah, so it's tough, man. But yeah, that's uh, I've been um working on a lot of stuff in terms of that, and I also do some stuff. I do entertainment stuff for the New York Post sometimes. Oh, cool. I always got to stress that entertainment, entertainment stuff. stuff. <laughs> right? I don't, I don't do all of that bullshit, murder, right wing bullshit, yeah, racist shit. But right, yeah. I do, I do the entertainment shit, like okay. the Hannah story here, 
Got to make sure you make the distinction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want motherfuckers coming after me. They're like, what about um, that bullshit on the cover? Was yeah, not yeah, me. yeah. It wasn't me. It was not me. <laughs> that um, was not me. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I'm, I'm all over the place. Uh, yeah. So I just did a piece, actually, this week for Hits Magazine, Hits Daily Double, mm-hmm. on the uh, Tulsa Massacre. Mm. Um, and it's about this, this professor slash producer uh, who brought together like 50 rappers and they made like a, 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 a album dedicated to that whole era, that whole happening, that whole tragedy. Uh, it is, it's really deep. It's called uh, Fire in Little Africa. Mm. And, um, got a chance to interview uh, the person who put it together, you know, okay. Motown Record, uh, the Woody Guthrie Foundation and the Bob uh, okay. Dylan Foundation is back here. It's a pretty big deal, man. Like, yeah, it's, it's huge. Pretty big deal. So yeah, I worked on that. Piece on that so. Nice. Yeah, I try to stay busy, you know? Yeah. Try to. Especially now. Yeah, <laughs> top of the word. How's your, how, how's your thing been going? It's going. Yeah. <laughs> Now, do you do you still pound down the claws? Absolutely. As a, as a matter of telling, fact, telling the claws. Let as me a, tell you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I was when I I was like, either she's the coolest, most coolest alcoholic ever, <laughs> or she just really, or she just really loves claws. <laughs> Both actually. Yeah. Um. They've you know they've upgraded it right where they make it in a bigger can and they added more alcohol. To oh, it. that even how's that even possible? That can was. That can was Flintstone. It was a Flintstones can. It's like this shit is huge already. Nah, that that one's teeny. The new one is bigger, and it has double the booze in it. Jesus Christ! White Claw Surge. Gonna have Rebecca and them fighting in the streets this summer. Yes, <laughs> they're gonna be cutting up at their little get-togethers. Book club about to get turned up. <laughs> that is that is not only the spot that we that we had drinks at, but. Uh-huh. The, the, was is it the Crown or Kennedy fried chicken? Oh, it is a Kennedy across the street. Okay, sir. that is the best Kennedys <laughs> I've ever had in my life, and Kennedys usually is disgusting. Real, you know what? When they first usually opened, I stayed disgusting. in there because it was in you know my my it's like the whole right. my block is right there, yeah. so I would just kind of just walk that two blocks or whatever and get it. And now you know I don't even leave the house, but I'm you know I'm entirely too bougie to have that delivered to my home, so. Yes. I well, see, if I were you, I would have to do it. It's actually pretty decent. It's I, and pretty I'm, much. I, and I'm a and I'm a I'm a serious chicken dude. Like I don't play with my chicken. Like I I pass by like those Kennedy and Crown chickens and and, and I give it the side eye. Yeah. I'm like you guys are just destroying fried chicken. Your salt bombs and calling it chicken. Salting. <laughs> yeah, you're insulting it. You guys are making pigeons over there. She's disgusting. <laughs> This you is know, not chicken. You're but, not low. Yeah, this is not chicken, you know. But when I had that shit, I was like, what, what, what is this? has no right. Was it really hitting or was you just drunk? No, I was really hitting because I, I could, even when I'm drunk, I know my chicken. I know my fried chicken. <laughs> and I was tasting it and I was like, this is weird, man. Like, it's too good to be coming from that. What are you doing? <laughs> what is this like soiling green or something? Like, it's made out of people. people. <laughs> she was so good. Like I was like, nigga, you kidding me? Like, <laughs> it is good though. 
Yeah, and whenever and, and it's and it's consistent too because whenever whatever time you show up there it's still yeah it's still I, hitting i just like how the bar like allows you to bring it in like, yeah a lot of those a lot of places food. since they don't serve food themselves they and they know they're gonna just pour liquor down your face for yeah. the entire night they let you bring in whatever my beloved uh dearly departed casablanca up on um malcolm x they were good for that too like it was there was a chicken joint like right almost diagonally across from it and it was nothing for me and my cousins to go there for a cousin's night out and just get like a trough of wings and just sit in the corner trough. <laughs> clearing the wings while we I were know, drinking right? yeah <laughs> but people yeah. were bringing the whole fucking meals they didn't give a shit yeah like, that's, the, that's the american way you know yeah they didn't care as long as you was getting into the money so you know yeah 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 well, this was wonderful and it was great. I'm glad <laughs> we Thank finally you. got it together. <laughs> listen, listen, I'm not I'm not I'm not even gonna call you out. I'm not even gonna say the reason why it didn't go down the last I time. will call I'm myself out. I was hung uh, the fuck over. Okay. I was hung the fuck over. It was a I'm long weekend and I went to a barbecue the night before and Katz was giving me Johnny Walker gold. Which I had not had Jesus before, Christ. and that I is, yeah. and I cleared two nice size glasses of that. Yes, and yeah. the rest was a blur. You'd be singing if I didn't care, you know. <laughs> like this, like, yeah. You don't want to be. You don't want to be drinking. Make sure you with somebody when you're drinking Johnny Walker. That's oh yes, awesome. yes, yes. I was. All the people I was with are are yeah. are yes. They're they're aficionados, myself included. I just hadn't had gold before. I had blue. I've had yeah. black. Gold is good. It's it is good. Much, it's much, much smoother. I, I blue blue is top tier for smooth. Yeah, gold, yeah, well, blue, yeah, yeah. The gold was pretty damn close. I was like, okay. I was like, I ain't never even seen this shit before. All right. Yeah, I've been I've been on my uh, old fashioned snobbery for like the past two or three years now. Like, I yeah, I, it's been longer than that for me in turn, except for obviously the white yeah, cloth. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Like I do old fashions and I do. Um, Brandy Alexander. Oh, that is old school. Yeah, I'm real. Like, there's a place in Manhattan called, you probably heard of that, the Brandy Library. Oh, yes. Yes. Yes, so yes. I used to go there when it, when it, when it you know, when this pandemic kind of yeah. calms down a little bit. I'm going to go back. But yeah, I used to go. Hopefully, it's still open. But yeah, that's the thing, best. too, man. There's so much, so many cool little places that I, that I'm yeah, afraid probably didn't make it. Like I used to like to go yeah. to the Reigns Library, uh, the Grant yeah, Law yeah. Library. Yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. Yeah, cause it looked like a little speakeasy no, yeah. spot and yeah, yeah. walk down cool. into it. You ever you ever been to Weather Up? No. There's another one called Weather Up. Yeah, it's like uh, right on the same corner where, right down, the, it's not in the corner, it's like right down the street from the corner of where that McDonald's is on um, Atlantic Avenue. Oh, for real? Uh, I forgot, forgot, forgot uh, the, the name of the street. But okay. Yeah, it's like an old school speakeasy where you go in and they dress the old school. Oh, I love that. Because I went to a place, I can't remember what it was called, but it was like you you literally had to have a password to get in. And they were serving like everything like in like the, you know, prohibition era type shit where it was oh, yeah. like you know you you had like your bottle your beer was like in a bag and like they were serving the cocktails and teacups and shit like that it was very very cute yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that's always cool. Yeah. So this is super yeah. cute. I don't know. So about yes, it's too. It's just too luscious talking about alcohol. Yep, you so. know, at at length. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I own it. People who know me know me what it. They know what it is. Yeah. I'm good for a gin martini or a vodka martini. Yeah, woman after my own heart. You know, you're a favorite for a reason. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you so much for doing this, and go no take problem. your dog out before there's an accident. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's cool. And I, I think he's just wanting a little, wanting a little attention. That's yeah. all he's just. He's like, what, you're not paying attention to me? Oh, how dare now you? He's, now he's going to town. Come on, <laughs> Oh, don't. I got a reputation, buddy. Come on. <laughs> as soon as I call his name, he's like, he's, he's like, oh, he's, he's back up hey, again. You're paying he's, attention to me now. This is wonderful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now he's, now he's, now he's, he Prince. His name is Prince here. A friend of mine had him for a long time. And mm-hmm. She couldn't um, keep him because she was going to you know, leave the city. Yeah. And he's been with me for about five years now. Aww. So he's, uh, yeah, he's old dog, 12, 13 years old. But he's still, yeah. Still got a lot, lot to go, right, buddy? Right? Yeah, I mean, people who had pets during this pandemic, they had the, the key right there because I yeah. lost my girl. I had a cat for like, 14 years and she passed in 2016 wow. like she passed the month before prince did and i okay. just haven't been able to get myself to get a new one you got it you got to get it you got to i know it's nice to have that kind of companionship yeah, especially yeah, if you locked just... in the house this was really the time to do it so like if i got a kitten i could you know let it train me oh so you you are definitely a kitten person You're not oh yes yeah, i'm i am not a dog person i think i had a dog when i was little but i was like very little and i don't remember it but I'm like, dogs at work. I don't want to go outside because you want to poop. You're like, no. It's worth it. Box. Okay? They, give you, they give you unconditional love. And cats are like, cats are on Cats like, make you I'll work for it. And that's yeah, what I like. I'll about see them. you when I see you. Cats that's are very cats. like, listen, like, I love you, but don't fucking get attached. I'm yeah. into that. <laughs> I, I, I hate that. Man. I don't like that. Cats are Not, like, but, I do, but I do love kittens. A kitten is, you know, kitten is the, kitten is the best thing ever. It'll warm up the coldest heart. You yeah, know, you gotta be some kind of monster if you kitten. All they want to do is play with you. They want to play and they want to sit next to you. They want to climb yeah. on your shit. Yeah, all they of that. Rip your shit to stress as well. When they get older, it turns into like fuck you, baby. Yeah, it's like hi, where have you been, you whore? I've been right, eating. right, 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 <laughs> right, right, right. I'm hungry. How dare you? I want <laughs> Whereas a dog is like, oh my god, I'm just so happy to see you. Oh my god, you. Yeah. Where are we going? Oh my god, I don't care. Let's just go. I don't care. I love you dog, so much. Dog, dogs <laughs> have no memory of anything except what happened a second ago. Right. Cats have a very long memory of uh, all that shit. They and they'll bring up old shit. They'll be like, remember that time when you yeah, left me yeah. in here and there wasn't no food, and I thought I was gonna have to have to hunt or some shit. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> then, they, then they bring you stuff too. Yeah, they do. Like if you have like mice or something, they'll bring you a mouse. Yeah, she was good for that. When we first moved in here, um, it was nothing for her to put like baby mice in the bed. Like, hey girl, you see what I did? Or see it's really stuff. see what I did or see what I can do. <laughs> right, 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 right. You never know with them. You never know with you don't know what you're getting, but I'm I'm with it. I like a little bit of chaos, obviously. Yeah, that's, that's that's their way of like they're hunters, you know. So. Yeah, they're hunters, and you know they do love you. They just yeah. you know would rather you not. 
<laughs> leave me alone. Just get out of here. And I respect it because sometimes I would like you to go over there, please. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> but any this was wonderful. Thank you so much. Oh, for thank you, man. Thank you for, for having <laughs> okay. me here. And, um, tell uh, Lisa I said hi. And, I will. And she says she talks about me all the time with you and she that's and, and that's very frightening <laughs> you're her favorite that's scary <laughs> i was like yeah i'm gonna be on max she's like nigga i know we talk about you all the time <laughs> i was like jesus she talks about who she loves <laughs> quite scary <laughs> she's the best <laughs> yeah man I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be good man be good you too and that was my discussion with the og hilarious fun drinking partner <laughs> keith murphy i hope you guys enjoyed it because you know i did of course and now let's get in to these key takeaways today's key takeaway is them who do not hear must feel. And by that, I'm talking about all these states that put all these wackadoodle mask, anti-mask mandates in place and all kind of fucking bullshit around um, vac- vaccinations or whatever the fuck. All the places that didn't have any kind of mandates or barely had any kind of mandates that are exploding with COVID right now, like your Texas and your fucking Florida, the two of them states by themselves have the highest numbers in the world by themselves. Is either the world or the country? I'm going to go with both. Let's say both. Now cats are pulling up, not the dummies that run that place, them two places, of course, but um, other places where they're like, yeah, Getting rid of the mask mandate was a mistake. I shouldn't have made that shit a law. You guys put on masks because they're realizing now that their patrons are kicking the bucket and they are filling up them hospitals. And I mean, cats don't want to go through this shit again. The doctors, the nurses, don't nobody want to go through this shit again. Um, Nurses are quitting. They're like, they can't go through it a second time. It was so draining and so demoralizing that cats just don't want to do it. And now there's this whole spate of stories of all of these fucking people who were loud and wrong about getting vaccinated, about even wearing masks. I mean, vaccination is whatever. You can get it. You don't want to get it. Fine. But at least mask your shit up so you don't got to be out here getting got because you didn't um, properly get it together for yourself and everybody else while you were running these streets all wild and brazy, insisting that other people who would rather not be exposed to the virus serve you so you could have your good time because fuck everybody else because that's what it all comes down to. It's not even really about a situation where Cass is like, we're embracing death because clearly that's not the case because these cats are really on some, oh shit, this is real? I thought it was just the blacks and the browns getting it. Or I thought all the people that I hate are the only ones getting it. Or I thought only the big cities was the cats getting it. Now all of them cats is going down like flies. And they're the governors who were holding up the fucking fraud and saying all the wild, crazy shit them fuckers like to eat are like, yeah, maybe um, we were too hasty. Um, Please get masked up and maybe consider the vaccine now. Anyway, you know... I cannot muster 
any feelings about this. I just feel bad for the people who got sense, who were surrounded by these jabronis. And it's not a lot of them. Just enough of them to keep shit fucked up. It's never a lot of them. There's always more people with sense than people without. But the people who get all the shine are the bitches with no sense, which is really fucking annoying because they swallowing up literally all the air in the room while anybody with any ounce of anything who doesn't believe juices and berries is enough for you to fucking combat this thing. I'm a believer in doing both. You like juices and berries and crystals and shea butter and and motherfucking um, elderberry and all that? Cool. Do that shit with the science. Do all of that shit with science. Get the get the things. Get the get the shot. Get do the thing. You don't want to do that? Put a fucking mask on and leave us all out of it. Because that's what it come down to. Selfishness and fucking, you know, all the people I hate is is getting this shit. So fuck them. I'm inhuman. I'm fucking like a superhuman person who's taking whatever supplements them niggas on Fox News told me I should be taking so I could be popping fresh and virile and strong. Because there's a lot of you ever notice there's a whole lot of like dick pill stuff with them people that says a lot about them and their priorities. Um, yeah, so all of these states are, are are shitting the bed and, you know, fucking all of us at this point. I really am horrified to see what's going to happen come fall because bitches is wilding. And the thing of it is, not only do these people want to be out and about and breathing all over everybody because fuck everybody coughing in people's faces because they know this shit is deadly. That's the gag. They know this shit is deadly. Somebody tells them to put a mask on, they start coughing in the faces and spitting on people and shit. And, you know, unfortunately, not getting a noggin rock the way the fucking way they should. But, um, you know, they know this shit is deadly. They just don't give a fuck. That's that selfishness. But they call it rugged individualism. American exceptionalism. It's all selfishness. That's all it is. Call a thing a thing. This is not rocket science. It's It's not rocket science, but like, you know. Anyway, I don't feel bad. Whenever I hear about some numpty, like these motherfuckers on their deathbed getting intubated, talking about I fucked up, I should have got, I should have worn a mask, I should have gotten a shot, ba ba ba, is it too late? That's the new Trump voter shit, cause it's almost the same shit. You know how they kept running into like, you know, greasy little bars and fucking diners to t- why did you t- why did you vote for Trump and blah blah blah. That's the new shit. Talking to people who've lost um, relatives and shit because. And, you know, and also they have also gotten COVID as well. That's the new shit. Talking to these people who could have made better choices but didn't and wanted to be loud and wrong and, you know, hateful. Because above all, it's all about hate. Like, own the libs by dying of COVID. (laughs) Like, how we get here? I know how we got here. But come on, man. This is stupid. Like, I just can't imagine... Look, I keep saying it. This is the worst goddamn timeline. It's by by far the darkest, the stupidest, lightweight, confusing. Like, I hope the other timelines are better than this. I, I kind of wish I could see what was going on over there in the mother ones. Because this is, this is, this is the ghetto, guys. But, like, imagine so you can make a point that nobody gives a fuck about, by the way. You're going to die. You you gonna kill everybody in your family. You gonna you gonna get your granny the fade because 
owning the libs. Like, some people ain't thinking about you. You out here breathing fucking poison into everybody's faces and shit. We we just want to live unbothered. Don't nobody fucking care about what the fuck you talking about? Everybody just trying to eat. Everybody just trying to fucking get to the next damn day. You know what I'm saying? And you really out here just stupid. Actively stupid. Just the it's just so dumb. Everything is just so fucking dumb. And the negligence of these governments and people who know better. Did you know that um was it LSU? Was that Louisiana? Yeah, Louisiana State University, right? The cat who's running the school, big chat about, you know, not being able to do mask mandates because the state said, nah, you can't do that. The state's like, what the fuck are you talking about? We ain't say no shit like that. Well, that's what we heard. So we're not going to enforce any mandates on the students returning to the campus this fall semester, which why don't you just spray them with poison, guys? Um, did you know that that motherfucker talking this shit is a whole epidemiologist who studies this shit, who studied this shit? What happens to a person that who clearly knows better, but still toes the company line of dumb shit? Like, for what? To what end? Like, I just, I, I just... What happens to you that you wake up one day after years of knowing better and just decides, ah, I I studied this shit, but fuck it. Nah, don't do none of the shit that'll keep you safe. Like everybody just breathe the air and 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 belch into each other's faces if you want. We we don't want you to cover any of that up to keep from, you know, getting sick. Like what? An epidemiologist. I kept repeating it the whole time I read this article about how he's basically lying about the inability. Like, my hands are tied. I really can't enforce any kind of masking because the state and the state's like, nah, nope. The state said probably the big donor said, I guess that's that's usually what happens. Right. Whenever it's some bullshit about somebody who should know better saying something stupid that makes no fucking sense based on the fact that they know better, money. It's always money. Follow the fucking money. All of this shit that we're dealing with right now, just follow the money. The fact that they were about to let 90,000 people get put into the street, 90,000 that we know about, because you know people have been in the streets already, and those folks are not getting counted. They was about to let all these people take that L, because why? Money. Because the bigger landlords are out here talking about, we need to get this guap. And these motherfuckers got to get the fuck out of here so we can get to the money. Great. But what happens to the people that you put on the street? Like, y'all ain't doing nothing for the folks who've been houseless. You know what I'm saying? Who've been unhoused forever. You going to add new people to that? Two months is all you giving it? And then it's like, here come the dummies. Well, what, what about the, 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 the mortgages? For real, what about the mortgages? I have one of those. I would like assistance as well. Where the assistance for that shit? That's what I'm saying. We all paying taxes. We ain't getting it. I'm rambling. But the fact of the matter is people know better. Follow the motherfucking money. And until then, try to think of others. <laughs> try to slap a mask on your face. Even though I feel like most of y'all listening to this got sense. And I'm basically preaching to the choir. But, you know, who knows? 
maybe somebody who don't got no sense might wander in here for the troll value or something. And this one's for you. Put a mask on your fucking face. Go get your shot. You don't want to get the shot? Keep a mask on your fucking face when you're inside. This should not be hard. None of this should be hard. Bare minimum. They told you motherfuckers to sit your ass in the house for a year. (laughs) You roaches couldn't do it. Now look at you. All your kids is getting faded. It was like they're culling certain age groups now. Like the first wave was like older people, people who were sick with illnesses, other, you know, people who were vulnerable. Now it's young people getting a fade now. Like straight up going out on this shit. You know what I'm saying? And people are playing. Now, as I have to keep saying, because people try to act like they don't know any better, the vaccine is not a magic bullet, but it helps you not die if you catch it. Just like the flu shot, just like the shots you get your dogs and cats and shit, it helps them not die of some shit that's completely avoidable. That's all it comes down to. It ain't no magic bullet. It ain't no what you call it. There ain't no fucking um, specialized goddamn trackers in it. People are fucking stupid, actively fucking stupid, and will believe all kind of dumb shit just to avoid doing what's good for themselves, which is their right. But you don't got the right to fuck me while you fuck you. Anyway. That's the end of this week's episode. (laughs) Always leaving on a high note at Mostly Max. Anyway, um, take care of yourselves. Take care of others. Wear your masks, motherfuckers. Wash your fucking hands and keep that sanitizer on deck. I be, yo, I keep a teeny tiny little one in all my purses and I be pulling them joints out like that's just lotion. And just every time I'm around something, I'm just shellacking my hands. So ashy, so ashy, but I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Anyway, take care of yourselves, take care of everybody else. And I will talk to you next week.